This podcast is brought to you by Florence Filter, the leading company in air filters. They care about your air and have been since 1971. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. Have you ever wondered how certain organizations can grow so quickly or how a losing athletic program can turn around? Well, it turns out there's some similarities between the two, and well, today we're going to find out how because we have a special guest in Lon Kruger. Lon is the head coach of the University of Oklahoma basketball program as well as the founder and chairman of the Coaches vs. Cancer Golf Classic. Lon is considered a maven in the field of both coaching and raising money. A couple of things about Lon, he played college basketball at Kansas State where he was player of the year twice, and later in life became the head coach of the team. He was also the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks and coached the New York Knicks. In 2011, he joined University of Oklahoma and took them to the Final Four last year. Go Sooners! I also have to mention he was coach of the year four times with different programs and only one of two coaches ever to lead five different teams to the NCAA tournament. Today, Lon will be sharing his wisdom on how to create a winning culture and how he parlayed that into raising so much money for the American Cancer Society. Welcome, Lon. Thanks, Brandon. Great to be with you. Appreciate it. You too. So, Lon, did you always have a a passion for philanthropy? Brandon, we did. I grew up in a family uh, where uh, mom and dad uh, had a very giving uh, heart. It was always about others, uh, seeing what they could do to help others in the community. Uh, Dad was very involved in baseball and uh, through organizations, you know, raising funds for baseball teams or the uh, the uh, league that we played in. So they, they were very, always reaching out to others, always seeing how they could help others in the community. So did that kind of help motivate you or maybe was there another motivation to start the coaches versus cancer golf classic? It definitely helped. Uh, having parents that uh, had an attitude about, uh, you know, it's about others, and they talked about a lot. If you're doing things to help others, if you're doing things to, uh, you know, make a other day a little bit better, or helping out in the community in some way, it, it still, I think, in uh, I'm the oldest of six children, all of us kind of an attitude about uh, doing whatever you can to, to be nice to others, uh, to to say things that made others feel good about themselves. Uh, that was the thing, uh, one of the things mom and dad talked about a lot is uh, it's just easy to promote someone and, and say something nice about others as it is to be negative and to tear down. So they always uh, said if we, had anything good to, if we didn't have anything good to say about something, don't say anything at all. That's one of the rules in our household. Well, it seems like those rules in the household parlayed that into later in life when you started this tournament. I remember uh, we raised like something like $250,000 the first year I played in the tournament. That might have been three, four, five years ago. Maybe tell us the history over the last couple of years and how much it raises today. Yeah, Brandon, it's grown, and uh, I've always appreciated your, uh, your assistance uh, with the event. Uh, last year we celebrated our 10th year of the event in Vegas. Uh, uh, you know, it, uh, it really, it really uh, took off in about year six when uh, – MGM Grand came on board as a sponsor, and they uh, provided the rooms, they provided the 
uh, a couple of receptions that, that cut her overhead by a lot. So, uh, like you say, uh, you know, uh, five years ago, we probably raised around $250,000. The first year, 10 years ago, we uh, raised about 50000 Last year, we netted over a million dollars. That's because of all the great sponsors, all the great coaches that come from around the country. They bring their fortunes in. They play Shadow Creek uh, one day, uh, Southern Highland. The next day, we all, you know, stay at the MGM Grant right there. Scott Sabella, the CEO of that organization, uh, really is what helped us get it over the top in terms of being able to raise so much money to fight this uh, nasty disease. That's awesome that um, so many great sponsors stepped up like MGM. How did you secure them to, to give you such a high sponsorship? Scott Sabella is a, a grad at UNLV and, and got to know Scott well during our time uh, in Las Vegas. And, uh, and again, people in the community of Vegas are, are very giving. Uh, we, we just were so impressed. We lived there seven years. and was so impressed by how they reached out to others. Uh, they uh, contributed a ton of charities. Uh, they just uh, do a great job in promoting the community. And uh, certainly Scott Sabella is one of the leaders in that area. Well, I've always been impressed how you've been able to use your personal basketball contacts and, and your social contacts like UNLV and then being able to use that to raise uh, money for different funds uh, for this American Cancer Society. You know, people also love to golf at Southern Highlands and Shadow Creek, like you mentioned, but they pay a, a pretty high ticket to come to the tournament year after year. Why do they continue to show up every year? Most importantly, it's a great cause. Uh, unfortunately, everyone's been touched by cancer. Uh, and people that uh, that uh, participate, uh, yes, they have a good time, but they don't lose sight of the fact that they're doing it to raise funds to contribute in the fight against cancer. And uh, they do a great job of it. The coaches throughout the country since uh, 1990, early 90s, when Norm Stewart, you know, uh, you know, was, was fighting cancer, and still today is a survivor of cancer. Uh, he led the charge to initiate the Coaches vs. Cancer uh, initially. And uh, in those uh, 25, 27 years, uh, over $110 million have been raised to Coaches vs. Cancer and fight against uh, this disease. So people do it because uh, they want to help uh, eliminate this disease. And, uh, again, everyone's been touched by it. You're right. Everyone has been touched by it. I've had um, one of the people on my team beat cancer, and I've had a family member uh, go through it. And so you're right. You can't go through life without meeting someone or knowing someone that uh, hasn't you know, been touched by it in some way. So what has been the most surprising part to you about all the giving? Obviously, there's a lot of giving involved. So what – I mean I'd have to imagine over a million dollars, probably not what you initially thought when you raised 50000 the first year. What's been the biggest surprise? Uh, the, the level of ownership, uh, I think, with, with the, the sincerity of people. I mean, they, they, they're motivated to eliminate this disease. Uh, they're, uh, they're giving. They're participating because they really feel like uh, it's a necessary step. And when you get people with a passion about something, uh, sharing ownership in something, they do it year after year, which has been the case here. Every year is, is basically a reunion. The event sells out every year, and uh, people enjoy marking that. Uh, it's really the, the Sunday through Tuesday prior to Memorial Weekend uh, every year, and uh, they mark down their calendar early, and, and we have a reunion uh, in fighting this disease. That's awesome. So, Lon, here's the situation. Someone's running their business. They're growing a family. They're working hard. You know, we're all busy, 
topic of philanthropy isn't really the first thing on our mind. You know, why do we need to pay attention to it? People, people, uh, oftentimes uh, are in a position just like uh, with Harvey now with uh, uh, the hurricane in, in Florida. You know, where they, they need help, uh, they can't, uh, they can't do it by themselves. I think uh, anytime uh, a disaster strikes, uh, it's great to see people rally and come to the aid of one another. And again, going back to you know Dad's statement, make it about others. Make it, uh, you know, every day if you can step out and do something nice for others. That's what people really want to do naturally. And when we've got a cause, like the fight against cancer, I think it uh, rallies people and, and uh, gives them uh, incentive to do something that uh, is good for one another. Well, you're right about that. And there, that brings up another great point. There's a lot of great uh, organizations out there and things to give back to. What makes Coaches versus Cancer so unique? Again, I, I think the uniqueness perhaps is that everyone's touched by cancer. You know, not everyone was touched by the hurricane. Not everyone was touched by, you know, uh, maybe even heart disease. But but everyone is touched by cancer. As nasty as all those other diseases are, I don't know if there's a disease that is so universal. And again, like you say, if it's not a family member, it's someone that's very close to the family. Everyone knows those people, and uh, you know, for, for the most part, you know, unfortunately, uh, you can almost say every family. Uh, as a member that's been touched by cancer, whether it's extended family or not. So I think that's what makes uh, the fight against cancer uh, a little bit different from everything else. Well, I'll share with you what I've always thought the the tournament and what makes it unique in my, in my own mind is uh, it's really you. And, you know, one of the amazing things is you are almost like a boots-on-the-ground guy for this tournament, uh, meaning that you're actually speaking, you the head coach of the 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 Oklahoma Sooners basketball team, you're actually personally speaking with prospective sponsors. And really I've noticed over the years of us connecting people with one another is that you're willing to give anyone some time, obviously if they're willing to help out and you'll give them your number and chat with them. And someone as high profile as you from being the head coach of the team and all the people that would want to be around you, um, I think that is a rarity in life for someone like you to get so involved at the ground level. Where does your abundance mentality come from? I appreciate that. It's more about the platform that that we as coaches have. And being the coach at Oklahoma, I do have a platform to reach out to people perhaps that I wouldn't have if uh, if it was just Lon Kruger. And and I understand that. I think coaches get that. Uh, around the country. Uh, you look at so many coaches doing so many good things, so many professional athletes so many do, doing so many good things because of the platform and taking advantage in a positive way of the platform that we have. And coaches throughout the country are doing uh, events, they're doing luncheons, they're doing bulletins, they're doing uh, galas as, as a part of coaches versus cancer. So uh, it's not just this one event. It's, it's, it's uh, really literally a hundred events around the country that are taking place every year, uh, initiated by coaches who are taking in a positive way advantage of the platform that they have. Do you use that same uh, platform in coaching and recruiting as well when you're doing it from a personal level? Like, do you, do your players have the same access to you in a sense? Are you, are you that in touch with the players on the same level? Very definitely. We, uh, at least we hope so. We hope the players feel that because we're, 
very uh, total access. Uh, doors are always open. Uh, I mean, communication is the key to any success, whether it be raising a family or or leading a program or or leading an organization or or a business. And and that constant communication, that give and take, uh, listening to each other, uh, sharing ideas, sharing ownership. And again, our players, uh, we want them to feel they have as much ownership of this program as I do as as a head coach. And uh, the more give and take we can have through communication, the better off uh, and the stronger we'll be. Absolutely. Collaboration is, is key and having ownership on it makes even more sense. You know, you've been around the, the conferences and different leagues. Do you have the same style uh, for your coaching ability or do you try to make players um, fit into your style or do you see what player you have and try to make them work on your team? What's the strategy that you generally go by when you're coaching them? Our strategy from, from a culture base hasn't changed. Uh, we're, we're, you know, uh, about you know communication. We're about you know, uh, you know, uh, critiquing in a very constructive way, being very positive, promoting confidence. Uh, that hasn't changed through the 35 years of, of doing this. Uh, and yet, our, our, our philosophy as far as how to play, the style of play, we're always going to adjust to our players. And yet, we want to push the tempo. We want to push the pace, uh, be aggressive. We want to attack on both the offensive and defensive ends. Uh, that probably has changed a little bit throughout the years. We're probably a little bit more half-court oriented uh, early on uh, 30 years ago. But I think today uh, young people want to play aggressively. They want to attack. They want to be uh, uh, in the open court. And we probably change in that way somewhat. But uh, from a cultural standpoint, don't think we've changed uh, from day one. I think that – probably is one of the also the reasons that you've been successful in the philanthropy world because you're playing along on the same level and you're, you're constantly thinking of the strategy of your um, golf tournament and seeing how that can evolve over time. But you have the same overall strategy and the idea is to eliminate cancer. So I'm going to do a rapid fire time. That's where I ask you a ton of questions. Uh, really, we're, our, our goal is just slam dunk these answers so we can have your first gut reaction. We're going to talk so, some basketball, if that's okay with you. So uh, here you we bet. go. <laughs> so here we go. When you win a conference championship and the confetti's coming down all over the all over the stadium, can you hear anyone in the fans? Can you hear anyone cheering? Or are you so caught up in the moment that you're oblivi- oblivious to the surroundings? Yeah, more caught up in the moment, uh, the feeling of satisfaction uh, for your players. You know, and, and for the boosters and fans and uh, administration, everyone that shares in that feeling, uh, you know, that's uh, that's kind of an overwhelming, uh, you know, feeling at that at that moment of uh, celebration. So here's a quick question: You've already had some of the most uh, success in college basketball history, and bring so many teams to the tournament. What keeps you motivated? Each year, it's a new a new challenge. It's a new team. It's a new experience for the players on that uh, uh, specific team so um, you know every year you're trying to do the best you possibly can to help them realize the best they can it's been reported that you're one of the nicest guys in sports which you can definitely tell from this podcast but i would think that uh some people would want to take advantage of that how have you survived that image well being being you know trying to be nice to people doesn't mean you're, you're less competitive you know or, or you have lower expectations of your team, so uh, I've always found it interesting that people think, you know, if you're a nice guy, that uh, you're not as uh, as tough or as competitive as you need to be. And, 
being competitive has never been a, a problem for us. So uh, we're okay with that. I'd encourage everybody to go listen to that answer again because it's something we can all uh, be humbled by and listen and think about our own lives in that in that regard. Uh, Lon, what's the favorite team you've coached? Oh, it'd be a tough one. <laughs> and you'd be putting me on the spot. But, uh, you know, we've, we've been fortunate. My wife and I, uh, you know, I've been married 42 years. We've had the opportunity to be in a lot of different communities and enjoyed literally, sincerely, every one of them. You know, okay. the people have been great. Um, you know, we've never planned on moving to a different place, but uh, it's always worked out well. And, and uh, again, we've uh, been very, very blessed in that way. Fair enough. Here's a, a different way to ask you the same question. Uh, is there a most memorable season that you've had? You always, you always remember the, the teams that have maybe achieved as close to potential as possible. And and, uh, and I guess in, in, in our case, uh, the Final Four teams, of course, are memorable because uh, those teams really did step up and, and max out on their potential. Uh, you know, teams that won championships that kind of generally do the same thing. In, in terms of realizing as close potential as possible. So those, uh, those uh, years when, when, when teams have succeeded on the court uh, obviously are, are very memorable. What's your uh, biggest goal today? Goal today is to help this group uh, play as good a basketball as they possibly can and do well academically and, and be as prepared uh, for life after college as they can be when they leave Oklahoma. So uh, every day is a new challenge and uh, every day is uh, a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, thanks for playing uh, Rapid Fire. I'm going to segue back into the topic. So at the foundation of a winning culture, uh, you really need a high level of leadership. You mentioned a little bit about it earlier with collaboration and communication, but how can how can leadership be coached and what can we do uh, to become better leaders? Well, again, it goes back to communication. Uh, I think talking to the players in, in our uh, world, uh, you've got players generally for four years, and they come in as freshmen, and you want them by the time they're juniors and seniors to be uh, leading the way through action. You know, they come in as freshmen, they watch the juniors and seniors do what they're doing, they, they move in, in that direction, and hopefully then they are leaders as juniors and seniors. So uh, I think you, you, you teach it by promoting leadership among the players. Again, it's uh, maybe easier for us to tell them what we'd want them to do, but it's a lot more effective and long-lasting if the players are establishing that hierarchy, if you will, uh, among one another. So it sounds like it's not only you that's coaching the players, you also have the players coaching the players. Is that accurate? Absolutely. We tell our, our players all the time that uh, a message is, is much more effective coming from player to player than from coach to player. The players expect us to say it, but they see the players living it, and the players feeling it and have a passion for it, then that's a lot more effective and, and certainly more long-lasting. I would suspect that's probably overplaced in sports. People probably don't realize how much coaching there goes on internally with a team uh, in addition to the coach. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The uh, again, uh, you, you want the players to, to get to the point where they're taking care of the responsibility on their own. They, they they've got the habits day to day to be effective on their own. You know, they come in as freshmen. Perhaps some need more direction and leadership uh, from us than others. But we want them to get to the point where uh, they're uh, 
taking care of responsibilities and, and uh, again, prepared for life after college when they leave Oklahoma. Absolutely. So um, I've always found that uh, our listeners are really able to connect with the interviewee if they can share uh, maybe a regret or a mistake in life um, because it gives you the opportunity to seem in the same humble world that the people who are listening to this is. Um, so Lon, is is there an, a regret or maybe one of your biggest mistakes you can either share either on or off the court? Oh, I've, got, uh, I've made a lot of mistakes. That's <laughs> uh, difficult to, to pick one out. But I think, I think when you're in a position of being a coach or, or being a president of an organization or even uh, you know, the father in a family, you're going to make mistakes. You know, I, And I think how do you respond to those and, and how you communicate through those and how you uh, rebound from disappointments is as important as anything else, especially as a leader, how others observe your response to tough times or response to, to losses or to disappointment is extremely important. But I think always, uh, you know, we, we try to spend a lot of time with people that we care about, uh, time that, with people that we we, uh, we love. And, uh, and even though we do that, I think always, you look back, uh, my parents have both passed, and, and you look back and say, well, maybe I could have spent time differently or, or better or more effectively, and anytime you lose loved ones, you, you have that, you know, that uh, second guess about what could I have done differently or could I have done more of. And, and usually, the more of uh, comes back to the category of time. You know, time to me is, is the most critical uh, uh, quality in determining where where your sincere interests lie. You know, you, you can't shortcut time with people that you care most about. Expect to have the relationship. That you that you want to have, so uh, I think always uh, spending more time, whether it be with a parent or a son or a daughter or uh, a player or uh, you know anyone, I think it always comes back to time. We can all learn from that. I mean, spending more time with our loved ones and things that we care about. Uh, sometimes we can overlook that. So, uh, Lon, last question before we uh, start to wrap up: uh, Can you talk about how you actually improve the performance on a team? Performance is improved through uh, just repetition, through habit. Uh, again, uh, uh, the, the more uh, the more times you put our players in a position that you're going to find themselves in a ball game, the better likelihood of uh, being successful. So I think it's uh, you know practice is a matter of improving habits. You know, day to day, you're not going to get you know from spot A to spot B overnight. You're going to do it day after day after day. If we consistently take care of responsibilities, consistently do what we need to do for our team day after day, then we probably put ourselves in position to have as good a team as possible. So, you know, and that's our, our function as a, as a coach is to create a culture in which players want to be around so we, so we can help them develop the habits they need to to have the best chance to be effective. Well, developing habits uh, is almost helpful in any business because even though we may not be a coach, but doing the same things and, and learning from it and trying to get better every day is always helpful. Is there anything else you'd like to share? We appreciate your time and we appreciate uh, your promotion of uh, uh, the fight against cancer. Uh, again, uh, everyone's been touched by it. And uh, through our event in Vegas, we left year next year in May that we do it. And we appreciate so much all the people that participate. Again, uh, you can uh, reach out to the American Cancer Society. They're always looking for volunteers. 
They're always looking for uh, resources, whether it be financial or time, uh, in, in the fight against cancer. So uh, we appreciate what you're doing and promoting that cause. If uh, someone's interested in helping out with the coaches versus cancer, or donating directly, or, or uh, playing in the golf tournament, or being active in the in in some co- capacity with coaches versus cancer, uh, where should they go next? We can go to you know online, of course. Uh, you know, uh, American Cancer Society, Coaches Versus Cancer, is a part of that. Uh, you know, happy to give you you know my email address uh, is lon dot at uh, ou.edu, and certainly people can reach out to, to me, and uh, we uh, appreciate uh, anyone who wants to be involved, uh, whether it be with their time or financially, uh, it's uh, much appreciated. Well, thank you, Lon. You've always been generous with your time. I really enjoyed it, and um, this is Brandon Matloff. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we empower you, the listener, to take control of your life. You can follow our Instagram at Stella Oak Mavens for updates and more information about the podcast.